everyone to the Greenville Smart Podcast. I'm your host, Elaine McNamara, the director of Greenville Smart and the executive director of the Greenville Chamber of Commerce. With me today, as not always lately, but I like it when he is here, it's Deloy Cole. Thanks, Deloy, for being here today. Oh, thanks, Elaine. Good to be here. And we may hear from Breck Nelson, the executive director of uh, Greenville Smart. He's got a couple of other titles, I think, right now, too. So we could maybe ask him about that. If he, uh, it is really... It's really hard to keep up with him, and he's just involved in everything. He's a mover and a shaker, much like our guest today. We have two guests today, which I'm very excited about. Two of my favorite people to talk to um, that I met pretty soon after I started at Greenville. We have Robert Ish Smith and Richard Stevens. Welcome, Ish and Rich. How are you today? Doing well, thank you. Doing well, thank you. Thanks for joining us. I, I kind of miss you guys. It seems like I would run into you every once in a while, and now it's hard to run into anyone anymore, isn't it? Exactly. <laughs> well, we wanted to have you two on here because you have a long history with uh, Greenville College slash Greenville University, and we kind of wanted to go back to um, you know your beginnings here and uh, how the two of you became such close friends and the, the t- there's a, a lot of parallels in your lives, I, I believe. And uh, so we want to talk a little bit about that. First, I, I just wanted to, to ask you both why Greenville college? What brought you here? Well, I, for me, it was a association with the free Methodist church. Uh, I left my home in Dallas to go to central college, which was our junior college out in McPherson, Kansas, as did Rich. And uh, then it was just kind of a natural either to come to Greenville College or to go to Seattle Pacific College. Those are the two sister uh, four-year colleges. And my sister had been here a year ahead of me. Uh, I really didn't look at any other place but Greenville. I mean, it was just automatic. Just meant to be. The same and the same story. (laughs) Ish, I would like to ask you a question. When did you first get introduced to Rich Stevens? He was here coaching baseball and uh, decided that it was time to start working on his doctorate at Wash U in St. Louis. And so they offered me the chance to come over in 1960 and join the staff and try to fill in Rich's shoes and and coach baseball and teach in the physical education department. But I was under contract at Taylor University and didn't feel that I could get out for uh, some very good reasons. So Rich, very thankfully, as far as Joanne and I were concerned, he and Arlene said, well, we'll wait a year. We'll stay here and I'll go ahead and teach another year. And then I'll go to Wash U if ish, you'll come to Greenville College you know, in 1961, and we were tickled to death, and, and a year in advance said, yes, we will gladly come. <laughs> we love Taylor, but this was home, and this was working with John Strahl, my mentor and my coach, and, you know, this this is where we dreamed about being, but the dream we thought had come to an end in 1960 when we said, no, we just can't leave Taylor. We're under contract. We can't break the contract, but the guy right there that I'm looking at and his dear wife made all the difference in the world. 
he's made he made dreams come true for you. And then uh, just back a little bit now, we talked about Rich meeting Arlene uh, before coming to Greenville. Now you met Joanna at Greenville, correct? Yes, yes. she saw me across uh, the little gymnasium while we were signing up for classes. And of course, on this campus, nothing is unknown. Rumors start quickly. (laughs) I had never dated a girl in my life as I was coming here. I was all tied up with sports and and other things, and and I didn't need a girl to that point in my life. But when I saw those dark eyes and uh, that little girl, I changed my plans pretty quickly. <laughs> but we started dating within about the first month and a half here and never stopped. That was it, yeah. That was it. I only needed one. There you go. That's, you know, if you get a good one, you don't need any other girlfriends ever. No. Yeah. It saves, saves yourself a lot of drama. Exactly. <laughs> like all my sons. Oh, so then, so your lives kept kind of uh, crossing paths and, and uh, Greenville's a big part of that. Uh, so, so, so Ish was here. Rich was gone. Rich, then you came back. So how did, what, what, how did that all work out? Well, I completed my doctorate at WashU in found, found foundations of edu- education, history, and philo- philo- philosophical studies. Went to ISU and worked at ISU, and uh, yeah, and so that's that's how that happened. So he asked me to come and be the VPAA and dean. And so I stayed one year at, you know, IU and uh, came on here the next year. 1971, was it ish? 70? 71? Yes. Had been here. Thank yeah. 69 or 60. 1971, because Orly came in 70 and you came the next year. Yeah, right. And then you stayed till the end of your career, is that correct? Or Yes, yeah, I, I, I did. And then Orly, Orly left in six years, mm-hmm. and uh, I was made uh, acting pres, interim pres, for three for about three months, and then uh, permanent. Yeah, for quite some time. Yeah, sixteen years. That's a yeah. that's, uh, that's a feat there. That's a good long time to be president at the college. I would say. Yeah, probably the third longest tenure college. I don't know. Oh wow! So then you two were working together. Again, basically, right, Ish? Yeah, when uh, when Orly was was uh, president, and I came back from having done finished my doctorate down at Florida State, he started working on assistant. Well, I had felt I had just got prepared to do a good job in physical education and and uh, on that side, and but he kept nagging and nagging, and it took him a couple of years, and then. I became his assistant, Orly's assistant. 
Weldon Rich was the academic dean. He asked both of us at different times, instead of being a player, how about being, you know, my assistant, student assistant working with me as, as uh, an assistant basketball coach and, and a manager of the teams and that kind of stuff. So I had worked my two years here with him in that, those capacities. Students that, that you have the best memories about. Well, Tony, Tony, uh, Tony Nethery, who lived right across the street from the college, and she would have students in and close friends. And uh, we would go out to the Rod and, Rod and Gun Club with, uh, uh, you know, faculty who were, who were there. Uh, heirs were out, out there. And so, yeah. That was good. Then we, we recall the uh, bank, Bradford, Bradford Bank. Yeah. And Donald, Donald Funeral Home and all of, all of that. Yeah. I would say the, uh, you know, we played our games, uh, Greenville College basketball games and what then was the high school, which became the junior high, which was now torn down. <coughs> but that, we didn't have a gym of our own. Well, we had a little Maytag gym, which you couldn't play a game in. So that was part of it. We used the uh, the uh, baseball field, which belonged yeah. to the town, uh, which, you know, that, that provided us the place to play baseball. Uh the restaurants in town were pretty important to us, uh, especially yeah. at night, uh, because a couple of them were open and provided us a place to go. There was a Dairy Haven at the time. And there was a Bel Air restaurant. These were all out close to where yeah. McDonald's is now. But uh, yeah. uh, Hey, Ish, did you ever think the college would uh, grow, You know, especially as far as athletics, as much as it has? No, no. In fact, I never, ever thought it would have football, but some guy got carried away in the 80s and <laughs> started it, and it turned out to be a great thing. But, uh, no, the, the athletic department is, is just superb. And, uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I knew that athletics would always have an important part in the history of the college, but not to the extent that it has, though, because uh, right. it, the coaches are – so outstanding right now. Oh, it's top notch. Yeah, I mean, sure. yeah, yeah, they are. Uh, yeah, uh, sports for all within the walls. A big intramural program from the from the founding of the college. Uh, and uh, yeah, Scott Field. Uh, Ish, help me here. What what was Scott? Scott was a uh, prof that went to the U, U of I and was was on. Well, wasn't he one of the early physical educators? I mean, yeah. here at the, at the college, and uh, yeah. How, how, what has changed the most? Do you think it's the sports, the athletic department that's changed the most since uh, your time at Greenville, or what else do you see that has changed? You know. You know, one of the things I think, uh, Elaine, that has affected the community and the college relationship for the good 
uh, in the 40s, 40s, 50s, and prior to that, uh, free Methodism was pretty legalistic uh, as a as a denomination. I mean, we we didn't smoke, we didn't drink, we didn't dance, we didn't go to shows, we didn't do a lot of things. Hopefully, we did some things good, which I believe we did. But that that helped to create kind of a wall between town and gown. Uh, but uh, I think, and Richie can try to bear me out here. I think that Orly and Donna. Were, were well actually Glenn Richardson when he came as president was on the bank board and he yeah. did some things business wise that had not been done by Greenville College faculty. Then Orly and Donna came along and they were just a breath of fresh air and they opened up their home to uh, to uh, local uh, people just regularly. They would have them down to the factory theater and 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 Rich and Arlene carried on that tradition. So I think the door between the town and gown began to open, but I think the uh, the legalism that we had as a denomination was a deterrent to town gown. Uh, but that began to change pretty dramatically when Orly and Donna showed up. Yeah, how, right. How do you see that now? Well, I would think that it's the best ever that yeah. we've had, uh, and that's yeah. you know, there's so many things including the thing that you're a major part of, uh, Greenville Smart, that yeah. we now, now do together. But you, you take uh, the basketball games, when mm-hmm. George's team started scoring a million points a game, then <laughs> uh, we began to fill up the, the football. When Rich started football, we had people out there who had never darkened the door of Greenville College right. almost. And yeah. the factory theater and the, and the super band and – you know, the concerts we have, I see more intermingling uh, faculty or uh, town people with Greenville than, than we've ever had before. That's exciting. That's great to hear, too. And uh, what are your impressions? Um, speaking of Greenville Smart, you two have been in the building, um, the Smart Center. Um, did you think there'd ever be something like this, first of all? And, and uh, what do you see? What do you... I don't know. What are your impressions? I think it is the genius of a of a thought and uh, con- concept. And uh, when Don Jones bought that building, and let me let me mention Don just a little yeah. little. Mm-hmm. John John Strahl started the first track team in 1951 and and Don Jones was his student aide and uh, I was on that track team. So Don Jones practiced me on dashes in Scott Field, (laughs) getting started, et cetera, et cetera. So that was only about 70 years ago? (laughs) About <laughs> seventy years ago, is that and right? So, so Jonesy calls me about every week. And says, Friends, what's going on at the college? Yes, we will still call it the college, and uh, <laughs> so yeah. In fact, he just called me this morning. <laughs> and he donated this building to us. Yeah, and so when 
when he when he bought that, his dream was to have it for students to come back Sunday nights and maybe have a place to go for coffee or music or a band concert or a social, a spiritual or something. And that is still his dream. And I hope we will carry out his dream. Oh, definitely. All of the, all of the rest, rest of it. Yeah. We didn't think anything of it. <laughs> Don would give me a call and he, he would say, Stevens, why don't we get a uh, building? Property will never let you down. That's what he says. <laughs> you, you, you know, statement. And uh, and and so I so he said, look over look over buildings downtown. And I looked at the uh, former city hall, you, you know, building, and looked at a store. That was down on uh, whatever street it it, it 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 was on, and it didn't seem right. And then this building came up. Yeah. And it's, well, uh, I think, yeah, I think the the super part is how the collaboration between the town and the, the university for the betterment. I mean, we it's a win win situation, and. Uh, yeah. My prayer is that it, the the dream that you guys have for uh, it being a boost to the business community and to give students that chance to uh, to initiate and uh, try new ideas. Uh, I I think the the virus has kept us from being able to to get that keep you guys to keep get that fully implemented. But I mm -hmm. think the dream is a super one and. And and it can be a, obviously a model for other communities like us. That uh, and you know after we come out of this virus uh, situation, it's going to be even more important to help small businesses to uh, to find a footing and a way to get started. So hopefully we are ahead of the curve. I hope so too. I, I yeah, I think. Um... Yeah, there's a lot to be done, but I think it's a great start. And we, yeah, we thank Don Jones for donating this building to us. And I, I did have the pleasure to meet him when we had the big party here that you, you yeah. got, got to see that. And um, hey, band hey, hey, one yeah. one other one other thing. What Act, acting press when mm -hmm. he was the dean of the business school, the Briner Business School. Acting Prez got going this, you know, council among businesses and going first to learning, et cetera, get some, some you know, feelings and knowledge, et cetera. And that, that I think, played a big part in this, uh, in this uh, yeah, building. Oh, yeah. I agree yeah. for sure. Let me yeah. tell you a, a Don Jones, Rich Stevens story. Back, <laughs> back uh, when they when that track was happening back in in nineteen fifty one, fifty two, through there, uh, the college had two pairs of track shoes. 
<laughs> number nine and a number 10. And you would run your race and use the shoe close size closest to you. <laughs> and, uh, and that, and so coach Jones was coaching rich and <laughs> rich set the two twenty record, which will forever stand at Greenville University, Greenville College, because they don't lo- they no longer run the two twenty, <laughs> but uh, in pairs of the pair size nine, I guess it was size nine shoe. Yeah, uh, Rich set that record. And uh, was uh, hey Ish was he running on? Was it just dirt back then? Yeah, well, it'd probably been cinder track. Would have been my okay. guess. Uh, was that at Principia? Rich, that you ran that, or where'd you say? Yes, that? right. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, my my claim is that they used a sundial. I mean, a, a one of those things with sand in it to to time him. But uh, I wasn't there. I was still just a young kid. I don't know. Well, that's fantastic. Well, I appreciate you guys. I was speaking of young kids. I did want to ask you um, what words of wisdom would you like to impart upon the class of 2020? What advice can you give them for their future? Wow. That's heavy. (laughs) (laughs) And it's, and it's not even noon yet. Uh, (laughs) Well, obviously, uh, continue to seek God's guidance, uh, seek the help of, of others, be open to, to others, uh, you know, dream big. Uh, you know, we, you look around and we can be so proud of Greenville University grads who have gone on to do all kinds of success. And because you're coming out of a, of a smaller institution in no way limits you. Uh, in fact, I believe that because of the close friendship that, that students have with their professors, you come out with a better education, probably. So, so dream big, trust God, marry somebody better than yourselves. And uh, <laughs> like Rich and I did, yeah. and, uh, expect good things. That's fantastic. What about you, Rich? What would you have to say? From every... Every family, language, people, and nation, the church is made up. And uh, take the competence and character and serve the present age. Make the church a part of it. That's wonderful. My, uh, my favorite place on the Greenville University campus is the statue of Christ washing the feet of uh, the of Peter, of the disciple. And so the, the whole concept of servant leadership, uh, I think, is, is ingrained in Greenville University grads, and it's, it's not to be taken for granted. We're fortunate. That's wonderful. That's true. That's true. Well, I think, yes. And uh, Ish was the one uh, in office when that, uh, you know, statue was uh, built. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ish, awesome. Ish, Ish did that. There's a great story that uh, I met the artist, the sculptor, 
uh, in Nashville, Tennessee, uh, at a a meeting. And he visited campus and spoke in chapel and and had just a marvelous uh, response from his his talk. Well, then he was uh, sitting at in the gym that night watching a ball game. The coach for Maryville had cancer, had had cancer, and uh, Jack Traeger and Doug Faulkner, who were the coaches then, had said to the uh, the coach, uh, would it be okay with you if throughout the, this coming season that our team would pray for you on a regular basis, uh, that, that you might, you know, your health might be... Uh, maintained and that you might be healed if that's God's will. So they had been praying for, for him. Uh, instead of singing the national anthem before the basketball game that night, both teams, Maryville and, and Greenville University, came around the coach and had a, a prayer with, along with everybody in the audience. And uh, so I was sitting next to the sculptor. And at halftime, he took off, and I thought he was going to get popcorn or something. He went right towards the coach. And he said, uh, Coach, I've never healed anybody in my life, but on six occasions, uh, God has used my prayer, the prayer of faith to, for somebody to be healed. Can I pray with you? Well, the coach went, uh, yeah, I guess so. Well, he said, God, this coach has cancer. Please heal him. Boom, he's off. That was his short prayer. <laughs> well, uh, the coach had had, was in a, 10 treatment uh, plan for, uh, I guess, chemotherapy or radiation. And he had had four treatments. When he went back to get the fifth one, they could find no sign of cancer. So the coach called my secretary, uh, Tammy Heichelberg, and said, could I come up and would Dr. Smith let me speak at a minute in your assembly or chapel or whatever you call it? So we agreed and he came up and he thanked the two coaches and he named every all 10 players by name and said, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you. And he gave the testimony of how when he had gone back to the doctor, uh, he had been healed. And wow. so the faith of our sculpture had resulted in a wonderful thing. Wow. wow I've never hey, heard that uh, one before. Hey, I would like to say... You know, one other thing. Uh, Orly Heron got John Mitchell and Shirley Mitchell on this board. Uh, yeah, John, uh, and uh, board uh, wives. And, uh, and John, John, John Mitchell had a pastor named Kay Cole. Hmm. And he had a son named Deloy. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, we are all we are all tied together. And we're all tied with each other and John was chairman of the board all during my time that I was I was pres and uh, a very generous man and uh, he and his wife Shirley and Johnny, Johnny Menchel carries on the, you know, legacy now. And yeah, Reverend Deloitte Cole sang in the last choir in 1957 with Joanna Riggs. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and it goes on and on. Uh, Lane, it does. 
Wow. Uh, Ten years from now, well, you'll be tied in with us the same way. I know. Yeah. We're but, uh, yeah. yeah, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for those folks. That's for sure. That's amazing. Yep. The ties that bind. Yep. Bless me. Yep. I want we to think. Have a whole, I think we could have a whole series. I think we could. We could have a whole <laughs> series with just these two. Yes. <laughs> Many episodes. We yeah. will be asking you to join us again. I'm sure <laughs> of it. So. <laughs> thanks for the privilege of, of joining in and thanks so much Elaine for what you and the Chamber of Commerce is doing to to help Greenville University well I- yay 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 <laughs> yay 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 <laughs> it's my you don't, you don't know what breath of fresh air you are dear oh. and <laughs> and uh, to have a joint faculty uh you know town appointment is just beautiful where do we pick up our checks for doing this okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll just have to meet me at the smart center <laughs> yeah, that, that too will be on the floor as rich said <laughs> okay <laughs> well thank you so much this has been my favorite one deloy my favorite podcast just because you know well these two what, what <laughs> other one did you do never mind <laughs> <laughs> no. i think we've done about it i don't know we've done uh, several 30 or so that's all 30 or so. wow so thank thank you again and thanks everyone for tuning in and we will be talking to these two again uh this has been the greenville smart podcast brought to you by the greenville chamber of commerce and greenville university everyone have a wonderful day ish rich deloy thank you <laughs> <laughs>